Test, test, test. Alright, um, what is up? Welcome to, to the Social Skills for Dummies podcast. It's the host of the podcast, Dallas. And uh, today I'm coming with you with a, a fresh microphone today. Um, first of all, let me tell you what this podcast episode is about. This podcast episode is if you're afraid to socialize or you don't want to socialize because you're like, I'm a boring person. What if people think I'm boring? Um, here's what you do in that situation. That's what this episode is about. I do want to say, um, I'm taking this podcast, so this is a special episode. I'm doing this episode at home on an off day where I don't usually record podcasts with a you know a functional microphone, a Blue Yeti microphone, um, and giving y'all proper audio for once because I looked at the numbers of the podcast, and y'all been listening, and y'all been showing love, and so I want to show the same love and show same respect. I appreciate you so much for tuning in, so let me give you a, like a real proper episode done with audio that you can actually hear, um, and it's actually clear. You actually received the message of the podcast. So, so without further ado... You know, let's get into it. Um, I'm a marketer, uh, and the, the story that I go through, uh, or the story that I'm going to explain to you rather in this episode, will further demonstrate um, what you do when you're boring. You know, because marketing, one of the antithesis antithesis of marketing is you don't want to be boring. You know, you want to be someone that you engage in. You're engaging the audience. You're interested in the audience, and you get them to buy and get them to be part of your brand and your movement and your tribe. Therefore, that's the entire. You know, ideology of marketing. Um, but early on, I remember, you know, just being a young kid from Baltimore. Um, one of the things that I wanted was a successful business, and I wanted the merits and the rewards of that successful business. I wanted, you know, um, I just wanted to have a romantic, a smooth romantic life in LA in a mansion. That was really my epitome of life, and to show my friends and family and everybody around me, like I did it, I made it big. And so I got into online business probably around 2018. Um, my first online business was the Beat Buddy system. Um, and while I was uh, learning about this business uh, or building this business and learning how to feel this business, learning how to build this business, learning how to market this business um, for the Beat Buddy system, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, jumping into immediately and just being hungry, just looking for the first way to make sales, just looking for the first way to make money. I want you to listen to this episode because if you feel like you're boring, if you feel like you're not a good conversationalist, this will directly apply to your life. If you're uh, a listener to this podcast, by the way, and you have uh, trouble with learning or implementing any of the skills I teach in the podcast, I can help you one-on-one for free. Just go to the description of this page and click on the link that's in the description of the podcast. Uh, to bring you to my calendar, you can log in whatever time you want, and I'll help you one-on-one. Okay, you don't have to turn your camera on. I know a lot of people are embarrassed to turn their camera on and things like that. But I'm always here to help you if you need me. But, um, yeah, I remember just jumping into business hungry. And around that time was the first time I started, like, jumping into the marketing world. Um, I started to learn an insane amount about marketing. Um, I believe the first way I started was like Spotify. I jumped on Spotify and just typed in marketing podcast. And I think Ty Lopez and Gary Vee and Frank Kern or somebody popped up. And I started listening to their podcast and implementing a lot of their what they were saying um, in, in, in my business. Um, one of the biggest cornerstones of businesses that you sell with through online business is your website and through your online presence. And so it would be a platform like this podcast. You know, I advertise, you know, ways that lead into my business and personal coaching and how to help you one-on-one through the podcast. So the first thing they interact with in the business is you and your persona, you as the attractive character of your business and the leader of your movement. And, um, you know, so the first place you ever start to have trouble is like, okay, it's awesome business idea. Um, and then you got to find ways to put out content to reach your audience. So I was putting out content to reach my audience. Um, you know, um, and, and so the first business I had, it was just me and I just ran a Facebook ad uh, for the Beat Buddy system. And then I had a web page where they seen my video and things like that. 
And the funny thing is that first business actually took off. You know, I didn't make a lot of sales from it. It was the first place I ever made money. I was really making a little bit of money from that business. I made like two subscriptions for like $10.99 a month or something like that, which was major to me at the time to make any money on the internet, especially back then. Um, and I remember because it was something like it was a business I was passionate about. I was just doing the beat buddy system, uh, which was me like as a young guy, as an artist who wanted to make music and still want to make music more than anything in the world. I was just making beats and providing to people for absolutely free. And they could take a, a, a premium subscription if you want, if they want. And so I just remember like feeling one day in that business, like, uh, like well, before that business, probably I was upset that I didn't have any beats. I didn't have any music production and mixing and mastering anything like that. And like, people would probably want that service the same way I wanted. So I was angry. And I remember just jumping on the line and authentically, this is how I felt. I just was thinking like, um, this was really before, like I was deep into marketing and a lot of the marketing information. But I remember hopping online and just making like a sales, a sales like ad, like just like, man, I remember to what I, what I, to this day, what I said in that video, I was like, man, like, you know, this industry is a trap. You know, producers, they hoard their beats, they hoard their production, they hoard their art, and they don't want to help the young guy. They don't want to help the young music producer. Um, you know, they uh, just kind of, hold up. I'm, uh, my girlfriend's texting me, I bet. They kind of just want to hoard beats and they want you to pay for them even though you're not in the industry. They, they charge exorbitant prices and you end up, you know, as a as an artist, you fall into a trap where you're kind of like a, just, you're like, a, you're a beat selector, you're a beat finder, you know, more so than producing the songs you want and, and the beats that you want, you end up just, you know, um, you end up, you end up in a situation where you're more so just looking for beats online and trying to find money to pay for beats and actually being the artist and producing the work that you want to work, that you want to do. Um, and uh, I remember posting that ad and running some money behind it and it took off. It went absolutely crazy. I have people in my DMs, you know, as of a year ago to like to that day, you know, three years later or whatever else. Um, and they were they were messaging me about this ad and on Twitter like the producers were posting it, it was like they were trying to tear me apart like saying look at this dude wants beats for free like everybody loved that ad and people like people were the numbers that I got to my website like I didn't get to this day you know I filmed the best hottest message off the bat and it was it was aligned to who I was it was true as I think it was a real frustration it was really the way I felt and I remember posting that online and it's just going crazy I didn't understand the value of what I had back then so I eventually quit that business in April of the next year of that same year it was January 2018 to April 2018 um, because I started to learn more about marketing I started to get more into the marketing world and so eventually from the marketing information that I learned in that podcast was really, you know, elementary marketing information in the podcast I listed. Um, I was able to make something happen, but it was really based on genuine, strong feelings and emotions that I had that made the message successful, I think. Um, so, you know, I move into my next business venture. Um, and it was, I don't even remember what the next, it was like social media marketing. I moved into several business adventures after that. And the thing that separated that, like my first business from the second business was this. I thought I'd be an immediate success and be a millionaire. And these are the reasons. The reasons why is because, you know, immediately, like after that, I started to really like learn marketing. I started to get deep into marketing and the knowledge and marketing information. I started to become a student of the game. And I started listening to a, a podcast called The Marketing Secrets Show by Russell Brunson. If you haven't had this, heard this podcast, I guarantee you will change your life if you listen to the podcast. So start listening to that podcast if you listen to if you like marketing and you want a successful business. And so I started listening to the Marketing Secrets Secrets Podcast by Russell Brunson. And I listened to it's like probably four or five years of worth of marketing data in that podcast. And I listened to it every single day. Like I deep dived into it every 
every single I listen to every single episode on that podcast. And so I started to buy like the nerd out about marketing and become an adept marketer. And I started to buy the scripts and the books and the things like that. And so I started to learn from this book. I think it's one of the greatest books of all time, Expert Secrets and Dot Com Secrets, which was Expert Secrets was the sequel to that book. Um, and so I started to learn from that book and start to nerd out about it and things like that. And I became a really, really good a solid marketer like my marketing information was out of this world like the scripts that that are used to sell like um i used to sell like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars over the phone just following these scripts these are amazing scripts and a lot of these scripts that made like that are great marketing scripts the, the best marketing scripts probably in the world today i had i have to this day committed to memory when you go to one of my landing pages like it's a script some of the episodes in this podcast i'm literally following the script but it's not like a script like i'm reading on a paper it's like i memorized the steps to to best sell a person like off the top of my head even this episode of this podcast is following uh, the principles of a script called the Epiphany Bridge story um, is it's meant to make information actually hit and actually transform people because everything is like the Bible. The Bible is organized by stories, but these stories have structures. And so the structures of these stories are made to drive the point home the best. They're, they're most efficiently made to do that. So I started to nerd out about market, but something funny happened after that. After that, the next few businesses, I made zero dollars. I didn't make any, like for years and years, all the way up into 2022. You know what I'm saying? I tried and failed in business over and over and over and over and over and over again. I didn't make a single dollar. I didn't have a single client. I didn't make a single dime. I didn't. I, I didn't make anything. And so I would put. I, you know, I was hungry. You know, at that point. But that's all I had. You know what I'm saying? I. I but but whereas the Beat Buddy system was a business I was passionate about. I didn't think it was a business that had a lot of potential. Because I was making beats every week. I was involved in a business. I was the business. And so. I abandoned that business that I was passionate about for businesses that I could just make money off of. And so I was thinking about businesses where like you could sell a product. That way your your time is not a, you know you know involved in the business so you can scale the business infinitely. And so I started to look at these other different business models. And so I mean if you're tired of listening to well maybe you're probably not tired of listening to the episode. Go to you go to the top of the page, click the description if you want help with this. Um, the stuff that I'm teaching right here. This is in crazy problems. If you think you're born, just keep listening. I'm gonna explain. It's all gonna make sense soon. So I started to make businesses that could scale, that could make millions or billions of dollars off of businesses that were innovative user. And none of these businesses worked. They had better products. The scripts that I was using on the sales page are flawless. Um, you know, uh, everything about the business just was correct. The sales scripts, the scripts in the copy, the messages, the images, everything was right. But I wasn't passionate about these businesses. Um, but you know, well, everything about it was right. And these businesses, for some reason, would not work. And I was watching people around me not following scripts, not not having the best marketing, not having the best sales messages, just take off. Their business will go from zero to a million in six months, in nine months. I would watch businesses like Clubhouse go to a billion valuation in nine months. And I was sitting here for the longest time, scratching my head. I couldn't figure out like, why are these why are these businesses taking off but I know so much about marketing my ads are so perfect my scripts are so perfect but 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 it's not working for me and so I don't remember what exactly made it click for me but I went through five years of failure to the point where in 2022 I just quit I just broke down I, I quit I didn't have any passion for it. I didn't want to love it I just had this hunger and this desire to be rich I just wanted to be somebody so bad and 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 I couldn't be that person and so you could see, and even in the old episodes of this podcast that nobody even listens to, you can hear just hunger in my voice, just desire to be something, just desire to be better. I'm just executing the script. 
And so here's the here's the principle that I want to I want to I want to I want to impart to you. Eventually, after quitting like that, you know, I, I eventually recovered um, and decided, you know, obviously with this podcast, let's start another business. Let's start another podcast. But this time, I mean, it was, you know, the, the, the journey that made me, I mean, between me quitting and me coming back is documented on this podcast as well. And a lot of what happened, um, um, there was, was just me realizing who I was as a person, realizing what drove me as a person, realizing it was like a, like a, a lot of trauma and a lot of deficits in love and appreciation in my life from the family and, you know, the society that I came from that drove me to be successful. Everything about me was self-centered. Everything about me was trying to make it. Everything about me was was, was becoming successful. Everything was me, me, me. It was a me, me, me experience. I was using literally. It's like the album to Pimple Butterfly. I was using the business and, and success as a way to 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 get high, you know, to, to 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 produce dopamine in my brain so that I feel good. You know, everything was about making me look good, making me look like an entrepreneur, making me look like success, making me look like a superstar. You know, um, because I never had attention, I haven't had praise, I never had love in my life. So everything I was using the business as a tool to fill this hole inside of me. And so over and over again I would try and try and try again and it wasn't working. And so what I realized when I quit was that I okay, I never got praise, I never got attention, I never got constant care caretaking as a kid. And that's running me. It's running my entire life. I'm what and most people who listen to this podcast who are introverted young men are what's called an avoidant style of attachment. Look that up on Google, write that down. An avoidant style of attachment. Essentially, what it means is that you don't feel like worthy or deserving of praise or love. And so you have this trauma where you'll suspend love into the far future. And, and, and even though that's because you don't feel like you deserve it, but that's the pinnacle of your life. That's what you want the most attention, love, praise. We're broken people. And so we want love so bad and we'll, we'll do anything to get it. That's why a lot of young men who are avoided, they want to be big things. Because when they get to the other side, when they become rich, when they become rappers, when they become famous, everybody will love and adore them. And so they have this hunger in them that's driving them to do everything. They have this trauma that's running their life. And they're just trying to use everything as a device to fill their hole. They're trying to take from the world to get high off of this is essentially what I'm saying to you. But the thing about that is how that trauma runs your subconscious and it runs your body and it runs your actions and intentions. It comes and leaks out in your body language. And I realized that I realized because I, I went through the experiences of business and failed and had been deprived of that success. I hit such a wall where you either sink below the point where you I don't even know what happens when you're this. I was mortally depressed. I was missing rent by thousands of dollars last year. You know, my my girlfriend's mother was paying the rent. You know, I mean, I was working a job, but I just didn't have money. I was broken. I was broken from this business. I was emasculated from the arguments that I was having. I was emasculated from not having a car, 25 years old, riding on the passenger seat. And I was just a broken person. I was in the darkest place of my life. But in that darkest place of my life, I had a dream. And I talk about this dream in the podcast, so I'm not going to go over it right now. That made me realize how I was running my life. That all this trauma and all this stuff was running my life. And I, so I started to put in play a bunch of actions, a bunch of habits that I felt like would make me not avoid an attachment, will make me heal the wounds and the trauma that was causing me as a child, that was making me look at everything in the world as a way to come up, as a meal ticket, as a way to live, you know, something that would allow me to not be in such a survival state, like a wild animal just trying to find any meal that he can to live. And so I started to go through this healing journey. And when I started to go through this healing journey, I realized I started to just even look at the world at large. People like me were the problem in this world. People who just want to take People who just want to do anything. It's like a slimy salesman that shows your door and you could tell he just wants the money. He doesn't care about helping you. He doesn't care about assisting you. It's just oozing out of him. It's just in his body language. That's kind of who I was. And I realized the world would be a lot better if we've abided by the principles that made this place great in the first place. 
We have to love other people. Not say we love people so we can get money. We have to genuinely love and care for people. We have to empathize with people. I had a blockage on doing that because I was avoiding attachment because I was traumatized because I had a deficit of praise and attention. And so my brain was like a drug addict. I would use people, I would use sales, I would use success, the numbers in business, the numbers of likes on posts to get a high off it. And if I didn't have that, I wouldn't go back to a normal state of mind. I would go to a deficit. And that deficit would make me this creepy, hungry thing. I would just try to get the sales. Would, oh, let me get the sales. Let me get the likes. Let me get the numbers on the podcast. I didn't want to be that person anymore because that's that's what makes people rob bank. Like that's everything negative in the world comes from that place. This that place of lack. I wanted to be in a place of love. I wanted to be in a place of abundance. I just thought to myself, what if everybody in the world? What's the hardest thing for a human do to do? If you look at human DNA, it's all meant to survive. It's all meant to thrive. It's all meant to get to the next day. That's all human being DNA is meant to do. And so the hardest thing for us to do inherently is to deny our DNA and to do well for other people. It's to say, okay, I'm hungry. Let me feed my brother. Your DNA is just like, I'm hungry. Eat. Take your brother's food. Survive. Live. Cope. Thrive. It's to get to the, everybody on you meet on the streets looking how they're going to get it for themselves. The most rare thing you could do is just to stop for a second and think, okay, I need things. But that's okay. Even if I need things like, like, like the motifs in the Bible. I'm not religious. But there's motifs across all religion. He took less. He gave his life so other people would have. He came from a place of genuine love. That's what love is. At the time, I was reading also a book called Levels of Energy. And Levels of Energy is about, you know, basically levels of energy. How, like who we are through the emotions we habitually uh, embody. Okay. So the level of energy of lack is something like, like, like low vibration. Those are the lower energies on what they call the energetic scale in the book it's basically look up the energetic scale this will help you process what i'm saying a little better the energetic scale that's another thing i want you to write down and look up because it kind of defines if you're avoiding attachment the problem is you're stuck somewhere on the energetic scale between pride and depression pride and anger so the highest your your best day you'll feel pride on your lowest day you'll feel anger you'll feel depression maybe sorrow or sadness at the bottom of the pyramid is happy at the top of the pyramid is peace when you're on that lower half of the pyramid you're just thinking about how to get it you just think about thriving. You just think about yourself. People, other people don't even cross your mind. At the highest rungs of the pyramid is peace, joy, love. And I wanted to be that. I wanted to figure out how is it that I can, even in this dim situation, if I'm feeling this way, maybe I could be a light for other people at the very least. And so I started to just work on the work, work the trauma out of my body and get and just habitually practice loving things, giving people to giving to people, to, loving people, sharing to people. I'm trying to do the hardest thing in my DNA because this is how I live my life and this room my life. Let me try something else. And so I started to just do things out of love. I started this podcast back up out of love because even if I'm broke, even if I'm hungry, even if I can't eat this week, at least I can help somebody else. That, that, I think that's the quintessential experience. That's why it's across all religions that we're here to learn, to empathize and help and, 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 and heal other people no matter what. And you know what's the funny thing is? I've hit numbers on this podcast that, and this is why I'm making this episode, just to be here with y'all, that I, I can't even, I, man, 200 in a month was the best I ever did on this podcast. We did more than 300 just this week. This week's not even over. And so it kind of brings me back to the beat buddy system. That's why I'm making this up. This is kind of what I learned. It's like the greasy salesman. When you're run by lack, when you're run by trauma, you can say all the right words. Listen to what I'm saying. You can say all the right words. But guess what? When human evolu humans evolved, body language 
evolved quicker. Body language evolved first, and then we had spoken language. Body language existed for millions of years before language ever came around, just like it does in all animals. Hundreds of millions of years, if you include the, you know, the, the time we spend as something other than humans. And so the primary device by which we read people, by which we understand and grow a love for people, is body language. And so I had all the right scripts. The thing is, I love the B-Buddy system as a business. I wanted to help people in that business. I was passionate about that business. And so it worked. Because on all my sales pages and all the content where people click through, they could see my love for them. They could see I was trying to do something for them. They could see the level of energy that I was coming at them from. And it's just their selective attention being able to identify what type of person I was. It's like the sleazy, but I became after that the sleazy salesman. I can make money. I can be somebody. Business opportunity line, they really work. Let me, let me, uh, let me pimp it to my advantage. But I became the greasy salesman. You can say all the right words, but I realized I probably look like a lunatic on all my sales pages because I just had this hunger. I just wanted to finesse. I just wanted to win. I just wanted to be successful. I didn't care about my customer. I didn't care about selling them and, and, and fulfilling on the, on the product and making them the best product. I just wanted to make a sale. And I would do anything to make the sale. And they can probably feel that hunger, that desperation, and that lack coming off of me. Where do you think I'm going with this episode? Think to yourself. Where do you think I'm going? What I realized through this journey is this. You might think you're a boring person. You might, because I had a paid client. You can become a client of mine for free. Just go click the description in this podcast. The link's up at the top of the podcast description. What I learned through this journey is this. Because he, he asked me yesterday, like, like, do I have to like change the words that I use with people? Like, I'm a laid back dude. I'm like, hey. Do I have to be like, hey, like, and change like how I'm acting? What do you think my answer to that was? Given the information that I just said to you. My answer was no. He asked, what if people think I'm boring? The words you say, the things, topics you talk about, the things you believe in, they don't matter. I had the perfect sales script. This sales script made Russell Brunson's company go from zero to a billion dollars in valuation without venture capital. All on his dime, all on his money. This company makes 150 million plus a month. Wait, no, a year. 150 million plus a year probably more than that it's a software company that was booted up from scratch there are a thousand plus people it's more than a thousand last time i checked people who using his scripts made more than a million in their business in a single funnel it's called the two comic couple war look it up it's probably a lot more than it's probably closer to 13 14 1500 people now from scratch without venture capital online business owners using his scripts that went from zero to a million it's a few people Alex Hermosi and others who went to a hundred million using his scripts. The scripts work and they're powerful. But the scripts are just an additive. It's not about what you say. It's not about what you say. When you meet for people face to face, it's not about what you say. The only thing that matters is the energy that you bring. You're either bringing dopamine or trying to take it away. And people can tell the difference. You're either the sleazy salesman or the kid who's running the beat buddy system who has passion and he wants to help you. You're either running and led by the lack inside of you and the trauma inside of you, the desire. You want to take dopamine. You want to use you want to use people to get dopamine. You want to get high off them. Or you're empathetic. You're caring, you're loving, and you're collaborating with them. And they can sense the difference. 
People can look at your body language and they can tell the difference. You have to get rid of the trauma inside you. And this is what this podcast is all. That's why I said, I want to teach you how to be social by doing less. Because socializing is not about doing more. We are all social by default, biogenetics. Human beings are pack animals. If your lineage wasn't social, they wouldn't be here. Introversion, timidness, meekness is a disease. And when you pop a pill and you cure a disease, you notice you just go back to normal. That's why your transformation can be overnight. You can be social overnight because you are social. You're just sick right now. And you have to let go of the trauma and you'll naturally float to the top. Because people will be able to, you'll be able to step out in a place where it's like a drug. You're not using people to get high anymore. And so, you know, when, when, you, when you're without people, you don't go back to a deficit. You know what I'm saying? And you don't go into this creepy place where you are desperate and you need people to get high off of. You go to a place because you're, you're, you're cured, you're, you're, you're back to wellness, where the ecosystem in your brain is naturally filled with dopamine, you're naturally happy, you're naturally joyous. Think about why we like women. We like women because we see them walking around laughing, ha, talking, and there's just these big balls of energy. And you want some of it. You want a part of it. Everybody wants a part of beautiful, glowing, happy, joyful energy. And the moment you get rid of this trauma and you go back to being that person, people want to be around you just like they want to be around them. It's all about the energy that we embody. And that's the number one predictor of whether people will love you or hate you, romantically want to be with you or not want to be with you, platonically want to be your friend and think you're cool or not. That's the number one predictor. And when people like you, everything else doesn't matter. How boring you think you are. They think you're the most interesting person in the world. They love every word you say. They, they think you're the funniest person in the world. You ever had a girl like you? She just, you say something stupid. You make a stupid face. They just laugh. That's one of the things Owen Cook used to do. He used to do pickup without talking at all. And I used to like question, like, is that real? And so I started seeing it in my life in real life. You cannot talk at all. And people will think you are hilarious. People think you're so cool. Because they can just tell from the energy. You're sustained on your own. They, you just want them to come take a piece of it. You just want to make them feel better. You just genuinely want good for them. It's not about the words. It's not about the scripts. You're insanely interested. Even think about it. We're on a rock in the middle of space. I hate when people say this because it's so typical. But just look at your flesh. Look at your hand. Look at the details on your hand. You're insanely beautiful and interested by default. By the mere fact that you shouldn't even exist as a person. This life is luck it's an anomaly it came out of nowhere that's a mind-blowing factor of it and so by that law like you are naturally like insanely i don't know it's just something about you and everybody has it but you have to allow it to work for you and so the way it works is that when people like you the selective attention will naturally focus on the traits of you that they love and so no matter what it is you do or say, once they like you, because you're a balanced, healthy person, you want good for them, and you're pushing energy in a direction, that's good. Everything else just kind of clicks and follows through. Even if you look at things like politics or the presidency, it's probably things like uh, people who follow this podcast, I'm pretty sure you're capable of abstraction and deeper thought. I believe in you. And so when you see someone that you like and they do something that you don't like, you're like, oh, you kind of question it. But you see like the presidential racism and things like that. People will say completely outlandish things. And people will, people's minds will just skip over it and pretend like it doesn't exist. People's heroes and celebrities would do completely heinous, crazy things. 
people's brain would just skip over it as it doesn't exist. They're incapable of seeing the negative a person does or says because their selective attention is focused on the good because they like this person. And that really is all there is to it. If you think you're a boring guy, you're not boring. In the words, in the things you say, and how you say them, it really doesn't matter. Now, it can be an additive to the situation, but it can never take away from it. You have to heal the trauma underneath the surface and have a wholeness in the ecosystem of your mind. And that changes everything. If you want to know how to do that, if you want to know more about all this stuff, if you want to work with me personally, just go to the description of the podcast. Click on the link and book a call with me. I'm here to help you. I'm not here to just scam you or take you. It's not a sales call. This is a real coaching call. And I want to guide you through it. I'll read you some of the things that people said about it already. Or maybe some of the things people said about me in general. Because I've been uh, in business for years. Many, many years. Not this business, but a business somewhere, somehow. Um, so I'm just going through some of the things people say about me. If I can find them. If you don't want to listen to this part, just go and just book a schedule with me. Book a call with me, guys. Um. Okay. Having a session with Dallas was a great experience. Easy to talk to. He listens to you and understands where you're coming from. If you're struggling with social anxiety, he also provides you with lots of resources to help you understand your current mindset and how to slowly move towards the direction to overcome your social anxiety. That's something somebody said about me. Um. Okay, what else do people say about me? Oh, this person said great conversation. That's nice. Um. This person says, "Wow, this is perfect." As always, Dallas does a freaking amazing job. Thanks. Um. That was about another product, but still. This person says, great job. This person says, Dallas did an awesome job as usual. This person says, quick, detailed, and smooth experience. These are about all the products I did, but still. This person said, Dallas is super fragilistic doses, but seriously goes above and beyond. He knows his marketing, unlike most claim they do. Highly recommend. Um, this person says, great extra action all the way. Whatever. You understand the point. Work with me. These are paid clients. These people paid me. You can not pay me. And I will help you. You're like, what do you get out of it? I can understand you better. I get data. Just like Facebook, they're free, but they get data from you so they can market to you better. I want to market to you. I want to sell you courses and things like that. But I'm not going to do it on this call. What you do is you get on the call. I learn more about you. I learn more about the audience so I can learn how to help them better. I can learn what they want. And then when there's time to actually build a course, I don't even have a course right now. Um, I have more information on how to build it and market it so that you can be helping. I can make money. That's how this works. But right now I need the data so that I can help you better. So I can make better episodes so that everything's better. Help me help you. Or you could just help me. I don't mind that either. Man, well, that would, that would be kind of grimy on my part. Anyhow, Thank you for listening. This is Dallas. This is the Social Skills for Dummies podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you in the next one. I love you, man. Thank you.